Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hi, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I want to say happy holidays to everyone. Some of you are going to be celebrating Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you. Some of people aren't going to be celebrating Christmas, but you are going to be celebrating like at least a week off from work. So <laughs> have a great holiday, everyone. Enjoy your time off. I'm not going to get political or talk about that stupid thing that's going on. But what I will say is live your life. Life is short. Have fucking fun. Okay, please. This holiday season, enjoy yourself and enjoy this episode because today it is a repeat, but I'm sure most of you have not heard this story and it's a really good one. I went through my back catalog and I was like, hmm, which one should I air? And I was like, I'm going to air one that was one of my all-time faves because it was something so different and specific that I had never heard before. And it is the one where Kane called in to talk about how his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, used to be into, like she had these fantasies of like raping and kidnapping him. And when you hear how she pulled it off, it's going to give you PTSD. Is that the right way to say it? <laughs> okay. Like seriously, I called her gun girl in this episode. She is no joke. She is hardcore. She had some fetishes. The shit she did to him is cray cray. And it's really interesting, actually. And that's why I decided to re-air. This is an older episode, so I might interrupt a lot more than I do now. So don't send me emails about it. Just deal with it. It's still a great episode. Kane is fascinating. There was an update to his story, and I'm going to give you that update actually when I do the Where Are They Now? I'm going to tell you what happened with him. I'm doing all Where Are They Now? episodes in January. But right now you're going to get to hear Kane's story about his girlfriend that used to kidnap and rape him and all that good stuff. It's really good. So anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm going to be right back on with Kane. Have a great holiday. Thanks for tuning into my show. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing tonight, today, tonight? <laughs> well, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So, you know, I don't know where you're from, but you have an accent. I always love a good southern accent. I don't know if you're from the south or where you're from. I don't even know what your real name is, but you're using the name Kane. I've never had a Kane on my show. But I have had other guys that are into pantyhose, but you are into, like, Something that, I don't know, you explained some stuff in an email to me, right? But I don't really know the whole long-winded story. It's not like you're into wearing pantyhose or you're into 
them, but you had a girlfriend that was, right? And she yes, I've got actually you... had a couple. Oh, you've had a couple, actually? The first one that turned you on to it and then many more after that? Uh, yeah. So how yes, did it ma'am. start with the first one? Because there was it was more like it was her thing, and it was like a kind of hardcore. Like, what did she like to do, and how did she get you into it? Uh, the first time that she really got me into it, um, oddly enough, was our first date. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out, um, and it was funny cause we were just going out as friends. Um, and next thing you know, she shows up in, you know, the little black dress and, uh, she's wearing a pair of thigh highs, mm-hmm. just the regular sheer thigh highs. Um, wait, let and... me just ask you a quick question. Cause you sound so super young now. How old were you at the time of this date with this girl? 26. Okay. Okay. Go on. Um, and she shows up and I mean, she's flat-footed she was 5'11 um so she had a beautiful set of legs and that just made it even better um and we went out um and then actually I ended up drinking a little too much um she ended up getting a room um downtown um and from that point we were in the bed and she kind of hikes a leg up on me and you know I kind of get the feel of it on her Mm -hmm. and it just it blew me away. Like I've always kind of had the stocking pantyhose thing kind of in the back of my mind. Meaning Um, like you, you knew that it was like a turn on you, like the way it looked on women when you saw it and you always felt like it would be something that you'd be into if like you could feel them while you were fucking a girl or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the thing that's kind of funny is, you know, growing up, um, you know, I was always kind of told, nothing should kind of have control over you. Um, I grew up in kind of a very patriarchal uh, type home. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of funny to uh, admit that uh, I have a fetish of sorts. How come? Like, what would it like? What do you mean? Like you grew up in a patriarchal home that and why would that have to do with like, well, I guess because you're saying it's like the control thing, right? Because like if you have a fetish, do you just assume that that means that that has control over you? Like, what do you mean? In a sense, yes. Um, I would I would say the best way to put it is that I mean, just for an example, if I'm walking down the street um, and then you happen to pass me and you look fantastic in a pair of pantyhose, right? It, it's going to get my attention. Whatever it is that I was focused on before, you know, usually I have pretty laser focus, but whatever I'm focused on before just fairy dust flies away right so it has control over you like in in that sense right so it could just completely distract you yes ma'am okay and do you like hose like if i'm walking by you and i'm wearing nude stockings like is that what you mean by pantyhose or are you meaning like black or like fishnets or thigh highs like i don't i don't understand the nude pantyhose thing but that's supposedly like the, the that's what guys like you like right uh, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the nude ones. Oh, you aren't? Okay, good. I no. think they're just not attractive at all. It's like weird looking, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like kind of school lunch lady kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that hot, right? Not sexy. You right. like a more sexy kind of a thing, right? Like a black yes. or something like that? She, like, right? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm more of into sheer than fishnet. Right. Okay. So you had that experience with that first girl. She was wearing, she had like killer legs. She's wearing thigh highs, right? And so yeah. you realize, like, now, like, it, it's a real turn-on for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what Absolutely. happens? Um, and then we are actually seeing each other for, I'd say, another three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and um, she kind of springs it on me on my uh, 27th birthday. Um, she has always had a uh, BDSM side to her, um, and I understood that. She liked to be dominant. Um, I like to be submissive in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Did you um, know that you were into that just because secretly in your mind that's what you like fantasized about or were you and her sort of taking those roles with each other or had you been the submissive one in relationships before like how would you know you're a submissive um i was actually a submissive before with the previous girlfriend when i was okay. in college okay okay so you knew that that's what you were into and she happened to be into being the dominant so you guys were like the perfect match <laughs> yes right. absolutely okay cool go on um and her thing was she her fantasy uh, was to be kind of like a burglar, like break into to my home um, and, you know, kind of snoop around and sneak up on me. Um, right. I'm sorry. Um, kind of her thing was that she um, loved to wear them all over. Um, she loved to encase herself. Right, that's what you mean. Like, right, that's what you forgot to say. Yeah, she wanted to yeah. do the burglary thing, but she also wanted to be encased in pantyhose, right? Which should right. she tell you first? Like, I want to the encasement side of her or the burglar side of her? <laughs> uh, the burglar side of her is what she told me about first. Okay, so she said, I want to like burglarize your house, pretend I come in. It's like interesting that, like, is she pretending she, so as a woman, she wants to like go into a guy, like, her fantasy is to like, as a woman, go into a guy's place, sort of snoop around without him knowing, and then, like, fuck him, like, and force him to have sex with her? Yes. Okay. Um, yes. And then she says, oh, and by the way, I want to do it fully encased in hose? Um, the way that she kind of presented it to me mm -hmm. um, is she kind of had the whole outfit laid out on the bed. Oh, um, Okay. Yeah, and of course, you know, when a woman says, hey, or at least to me, hey, I want to wear, like, this body stocking thing, it's sheer, uh, you see everything, and she had, now this is kind of where it got a little hardcore for me, Yeah. Um, like, a, like a pair of latex gloves. Right. Um, and then she had a stocking, and I was kind of like, okay, well, what's that for? She goes, well, if I'm committing a crime, I have to hide my face, right? Right, so it was over her face, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we, did she look hot? I mean, I can see did. the body thing and everything, right? Yeah. She's totally uh, she naked. Did. You could see through everything, right? And it's totally form-fitting, right? But then she right. puts the stocking as well over her face. Yeah. Um, she, you know, and I can totally see kind of where you're going as far as it kind of scrunching up your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of looking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her thing was is she actually had cut a hole in the back of it uh -huh. um, to where she could put her hair in a ponytail and pull it back. Oh, interesting. She she had this down. Has she, had she yes. done this before, do you know? Not that I'm aware of. Right, okay. She probably did. Maybe even she just practiced oh. it herself. You know, maybe she put on that outfit, you know what I mean, and had that fantasy right. in her head and you were the first person that she like lived it out with in real life, you know, because how did yeah. she know to cut that hole out for her hair? Right, exactly. Right? Right. You make a valid point there. Yeah, it was pretty thought out, but that's hot, right? 
for right, you especially was. because she didn't know that you were like into pantyhose right i mean i think maybe right. a regular guy even if he wasn't into pantyhose would just be into the whole like weirdo scenario right because it's just like i right. don't know right but it just turns out that like you're a submissive right so you like the whole right. you're gonna be fucking raped thing and then b you happen to be into pantyhose and she wants to be fully encased in them like you really guys did sniff each other out properly because like who would have known that you guys would have been so well matched sexually because these are like it's not like a typical thing you know they're kind of like hardcore out there stuff like i've fucked a lot of guys that i don't know what i never met one that wanted to be encased in you know right (laughs) hose and latex it's not like a it's like a not a common thing you know so it was really like you guys were perfectly fit match yeah oh absolutely you had hit the jackpot Oh, yeah. I hit the jackpot, won the Super Bowl, however you want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was good for her because, like, she put that out there for you and you weren't like, what the fuck? You were, like, totally into it. So how so how did you, did you have your own place at the time and she was going to come to your place and do it? Or did you just enact this wherever you were? How real did your whole sort of scenario become? Um, the scenario actually became uh, one of the the realest point the first time um uh-huh. i really did i really wasn't um warned about it it just kind of happened what do you mean so wait did you live in your own apartment and then she just broke in like yeah, what do you um, mean I, it was real yeah actually i had an apartment um, okay i'm from indianapolis had a apartment in downtown indianapolis uh-huh um and i think that she gets on a flight to go um on a meeting for her job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go home. But wait, texting. one second. I just got to ask you a quick question. Before, after she tells you that she's into this and she wants to do that and you're set your game, right? And you guys decide you're going to do it. Does she say to you, okay, I'm going to do it when you least expect it? Or does she say, okay, let's do it like on a certain day and then she shows up on another day? Did you know it was going to be when, you know what I mean? Right. No, actually, I did not know it was coming. Oh, she's good. So, uh, she, yeah. Okay, so she just said, okay, this is what I want to do. And you said, okay, and then you made plans to maybe do it in the future, but you didn't set a time? Right, exactly. I think the conversation was mostly about her kind of revealing it to me. Right, and just making sure you'd be down. She was just making sure you were down, but she probably knew the whole time she was going to come to your house on a random day and rape you. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Uh, um, And essentially what what happened was I let her... You know, I dropped her off at her parents' house. Um, you mean for and, this for this vacation she was taking or this trip she was taking? Yes. Okay. Um, and, they, and they were actually not home at the time. So I dropped her off um, and, you know, told her love you, bye. Um, went to, went back home, went out with friends. Um, and then I came home and went to bed. And I was texting her, uh, you know, just saying, hey, I'm going to bed. And she was like, think of me and all of that. Um, and next thing you know, I would say I'm asleep. Um, and I all of a sudden feel that someone else is there. Oh my God. I, that's fucking scary. I'm sorry. To say. Yeah. You, you yeah, didn't like, get any PSTD from this PSTD. What is the post-traumatic PTSD? PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, like you kind of have that feeling when you're asleep, like you kind of w- wake up in a jolt. Yeah. Um, and you could, um, and yeah and that's what happened is i woke up in a jolt um uh-huh. and she was quick because the whole time that i was asleep she had actually gotten a zip tie 
around the bar on the bed and around my wrist. And just as I woke up, she pulled it on my right hand. So she had already like was ready to tie you up. Like you were already almost tied up. So the minute you open your eyes and you knew that she was there, she then tied you. She didn't even do it before she let you wake up. And then she's like, got you. Yeah. She's like, she's a professional. She had to have done this (laughs) shit before. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Okay. So she ties that one arm up. She ties you up. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And then she, um, she, yeah, okay, she, now tell the story. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, she had uh, tied up the right hand, and of course, you know, it kicks off in my mind as I'm seeing a damn near six foot three brunette standing there. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. Right. You know, it's and, your girl. Right, and I know that she likes when I'm a little more defiant towards her. Oh, like you? She wants you to fight fight her yes okay um and she just kind of shot me a look and said you know it's not really a use fighting and i said well why is that and then her left hand pulls out it is a toy but it looked it was a gun oh interesting oh my god yeah okay yeah so she pulls uh, out like a fake gun but it looks like a real like it's a gun right right um and she was like just go ahead and put your arm back i put my arm back she zip ties me and then proceeds to do her thing. What did she do? Tell the whole story. I think people are going like, to find it interesting. Like, so what did she do? The, she ties up your other ar- hand, right? So your your right. arms are tied. Your legs are you kicking and you know moving around because you're fighting her back. Um, she didn't even really tie my legs down. I think once we got into it, she knew that I would just kind of let her have her way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but her thing was, um, she liked it to be fairly real. Um, so whenever, you know, she tied the second hand up, I would, you know, try and call out for help. And I didn't even get the H-E and help out. And she jumps on top of me and puts her hand over my mouth and tells me to, you know, shut the fuck up. And then smacks me across my face. Wow. Okay. We're going to analyze this girl when you're done with this hot story. I'm not going to break the... the... <laughs> <laughs> the story with my thoughts on her. Okay, so she smacks your face. Like, so she's really going at it. And you love this, oh, yeah. right? Because this is like the BDSM part of you guys coming out. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, one of those things where um, we both really enjoyed it. Um, just for the simple fact that I loved relinquishing control to her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, she was never super rough about it. Um, but she liked the scenario. Her thing was, especially with the psychological aspect. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, um, was just whispering things in my ear. Like what kind of shit would she whisper? Uh, you know, you're mine now. Stop resisting. Stop fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, give me what I want. Give me what I came for. Right. And what she uh, came for was she wanted you to, like, fuck her. Did she sit on your face? Like, how bad did she use and abuse you? What did she do? Um, for the first part of it, yeah, you're right. She did sit on my face. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, it was a lot of like um, her, her telling me, lick the pussy. And then from that point, you know, once she got off of there, um, then it was a lot of kissing my neck because that is, like, the spot where I just turned into jello. Mm-hmm. And when she had me there, she got on top. Um, I think the, the biggest part that she liked about it um, was when I actually got loose. Uh-huh. Um, I got my right arm loose. Um, and I actually grabbed a hold of her and actually kind of started inflicting, you know, my will back towards her. Right. Um, and she kind of liked that power struggle back and forth. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she always took it right back. Right. Because she liked when you fought. So when you really almost got control, but then she could get it back. I mean, all the, I could, I could, if she's like into that whole psychological game, it makes sense that she would like all that kind of stuff. It just, it would add to it. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How'd you fuck her the... through the latex? Like, did she have a hole in there? Um, no, actually the, the outfit she was wearing was like a body stocking. It was like pantyhose all over, but like kind of in a, in a seamed suit. Uh-huh. Um, and she had latex gloves, like the the surgical type gloves. Right. Yeah. And you know the there was a hole in the body stocking, and yeah, we went at it. She rode me, you know, missionary, reverse cowgirl, and a lot of it for her was, especially in reverse cowgirl, you know, turning around and kind of peeking at me over her shoulder. That was something that always kind of just made me absolutely melt. How come? I think it was. Um, she had the biggest, beautiful brown eyes I've ever right. seen. Mm-hmm. But can you and, could see them through the pantyhose? Yeah, because the, the mask itself was sheer. It was just a stocking. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so, like, I could see I could see her face. And you could see those big eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever she, you know, kind of peeked back at me, give me a little wink, and then, you know, keep going from there, that was something that always made me melt. Right. And now you say she's six four like she's a really tall girl, right? Yeah, she was five eleven flat footed and always wore high heels whenever she did this. Right. And how old how tall are you? I'm six two. Okay. So it would take a bigger girl, like I mean, because you want to be sort of because you're the submissive, right? You like that. It actually helps too that physically she's as big as you, if not bigger, when she puts on those heels, right? So you do feel like when she's sitting on your face and everything, like you're kind of being smothered. Like that's a part of being submissive, right? Is that kind of feeling, right? I mean, if she was like five two, it wouldn't work as well. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm You know, so her, her having that, you know, Amazonian type yeah. look to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of what set the whole thing off in her mind about doing that scenario is we went and watched uh, one of the uh, Marvel DC movies. And I said, you know what? I think it'd be awesome to fuck Wonder Woman or Catwoman. Right. And she, she stuck to that Catwoman thing, but with pantyhose. 
Right. So she did the reverse cowgirl. She kept turning around looking at you. Like how many times do you guys come to it? And how long did this whole sort of set like scenario take place? Uh, the whole scenario was actually about two and a half to three hours long. You being tied up the whole time, like how many, yeah. and she just like kept fucking you and teasing you and all kinds of things to you. Did she do everything to you, like blow you, sit on your face? Yeah, uh, for the most part. Um, I will say that she was incredibly dedicated to the role. Uh, yeah. Um, be- because once, you know, her and I would come, basically what would happen is uh, she would, you know, kind of turn her back to me and lift up her mask a little bit like probably just above her eyebrows mm-hmm. and take a drink of wa- take a drink of water kind of wipe the sweat off and then pull her mask back down turn around and go right back at it right so she really stayed in character yeah the whole time and now when it was finally over like after the two and a half hours did she leave like the burglar or what like you know or did she stay and you guys talked and was like that was fucking hot like did what did she break character then or did you she have to wait till the next day uh she actually broke character right as we came the last time right and was she like wow that was fucking good yeah because uh, <laughs> essentially Essentially, what happened is we're getting to the point to where we're about to come, uh-huh. and she pulls the mask off and just starts telling me, you know, come for me, come on, and it happens, and after that, you know, kiss, kind of cuddle just a bit, um, and then, you know, she sets me free. Right, and then she, un- she took everything off, and everything was done. Right. And so how many, like that, I mean, I, I you're not married to this girl, like. <laughs> I am not. Okay. I mean, why would you break up with that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing if you do it like a, a million times, it gets like anything else. It just becomes whatever. But, you know, that sounds just like really hot, right? And especially for right. you, because that's what, maybe it's not hot to some people that don't like to be tied up and everything, but like, you know. To a lot of people, especially somebody like you, that would be like the hottest thing. So you had like, and she was hot to begin with, right? Right. On top yeah. of it. How many more times did you do that whole scenario? You said the first time it was very real. I'm so, so let me just ask you this. Like, did like every night after that, were you like, oh my God, she could be here? Like, weren't you a little bit like jumpy? Like after that, like we, like when you slept, like, did you have any kind of like disrupted sleep the days after that? Because of like what happened that night at all oh oh yeah uh there would be time there would be times where i would be asleep and you know i live on a high floor so obviously other than a fire escape nobody's coming through the window i'd have the window open yeah um and something of mine would get knocked over because of the wind Uh and i'd jolt i'd jolt out of bed immediately right right Um, because yeah because of that yeah because i once had a boyfriend who was really super jealous and he was like sleeping in my bushes every night when i would come home to see what i was wearing yeah it was like crazy and then one night i had a new puppy and i'm like i woke up in the middle of the night because i thought the puppy was making noise and i look up at my window and there's like a man halfway in my my window you know how like if you're in the window you're like in an l position right like his head and his torso were in and he looks up at me and he goes shh and it's like my fucking boyfriend i think i had broken up with him and he was just so crazy jealous like and he was halfway in my foot like and it was so scary to me like i knew it was him and then i threw him out and like whatever but like 
right. I it, it made me really sort of be able to empathize with people that were like robbed or have because it really makes you real and like he was he was someone I knew it didn't go any further than that but just that shock of waking up and having that one second of fear of someone being there like I did like ha- like it lingered with me you know what I mean and I felt like right. this sense of trust like sort of leave me and like it did affect me for a while after that and like I said I, I felt like oh my god if that really was something like I could really understand how people that get raped or these real things happen to them that they don't recover and they have r- serious issues right for a long time so that's right. just why I asked whether like you had a little bit of that PTSD after because it is a jolt on some part of you even if it's for a second you don't know right because she really pulled that out from nowhere like you had no clue right oh I I had no clue and she for someone of um you know she was 5'11 I'd say probably about 140 pounds she made absolutely no noise Right. Like to not have any clue that you came home and somebody was in your house. Like, I don't know. Like that would freak me out. But listen, I mean, what you got out of it was it would be worth whatever kind of like little trauma you had afterwards. Right. Right. It was like the whole Right. So how many times after did you do that kind of thing with her? Uh, I'd say probably about seven, if I'm counting right, seven more times. Mm -hmm. And Uh, was it as good the other times? Yeah, um, she actually changed up how she would get me, Mm -hmm. um, which I, of course, have to give all the credit in the world to her because she went completely unnoticed. I think part of it for her as well um, in the later scenarios was just the fact that there's a potential that she could get caught or that we could get caught. What do you mean we could get caught? Um, In the sense of um, I got off work. Um, I left the office and I'm going to my car um, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my car. I turn it on and I get ready to start to drive. And then all of a sudden I hear her voice right behind me. Oh my God, stop. You're like freaking me out. Like, how are you not traumatized by this kind of shit? Oh, well, the first thing is, is I slammed on the brakes and luckily I was not out of the parking lot yet. <laughs> this um, is even worse than the one that her being in your car. This is like, this is a little slightly scary. Yeah. Um, And she, you know, of course, wanted to have me drive to a neutral place. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, we... She had the fake gun against your head as you're driving. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine, like, I was driving next to you. I'd be, like, calling the cops, like, thinking I'm saving someone's life, you know? And it's like, meanwhile, I'm just (laughs) cock-blocking your, like, hot experience that's about to happen. You'd be so pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, she she was very inventive. Um, I'm sorry, but like I, we might see her on Dateline. I mean, this girl, like, what's the difference? Like, how do you know that you know after she does this a million times that she's not going to need to really fucking kill somebody because she's like oh. she really is at that place. Like, what's the difference between somebody that does it for real and somebody like her? Do you know what I mean? The only difference, yeah. right? Like, if she has any like i don't know if she ever becomes like a bitter person she might actually be like actually killing people (laughs) you know what i mean because the fact that she's so turned on by it is like you know i don't know it's interesting right yeah absolutely i just think people are like concoctions right so she has this sort of real intense thing with like murdering but it's like for fun when she does it but she doesn't like till it's like it's so real and it's like really hot to her that like 
if that same person has something that happens to them that makes them sort of like cut off from their feelings, then what's what? Why wouldn't they go and fucking do that for real? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's like what is happening when people are killing people in those scenarios, too. You know what I mean? It's just that they're doing it with strangers and they're actually killing them. You know, she's sort of right. fulfilling her desire with somebody that she knows. Right. But right. she is getting turned on by you thinking she's going to kill you. And like, you know, she is a little, it's a little fucking weird. I don't know. It's it like, is. You know, I mean, she could be scary if she's, if she didn't have feelings. I don't know her, you know, but. Right. Um, I will say that it was almost like it was two totally different people. Yeah, well, um, that's what I think that's what, you know, rapist family members would say, too. Like, oh, he was the nicest guy. I had no idea. Like, he was a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> a lot oh, of times. Absolutely. You know, I was like, because she was always very conscientious and thoughtful. Uh huh. Um, and then what? And of course, thoughtful because she's able to plan out these scenarios and completely mm-hmm. catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she happens to be her, smart. Okay, she's a smart yeah, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is that she has a bachelor's degree in psychology. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm just saying, you you might see her on Dateline 20 years from now and she murder oh, it like she murdered her husband. You know what I mean? And you're going to be able to go on and be like, oh my God, like we used to do this. Like this is like the, you know, it's the type of thing that could eventually down the line. Do you know what happened to her? Like, have you were in touch with her? Are you still friends with her? You're not dating her still, right? Not dating her. Um, we are still in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whenever she tries to discuss kind of her lifestyle with whoever it is that she is dating mm-hmm. like she won't go into detail about the you know being a rapist sort of thing yeah um, <laughs> but, but you know she kind of tells them about it and sometimes guys are just completely warded off and will not yeah you know will not go with it yeah i get that i think a lot of some guys would be freaked out especially if they're like you know because like a lot of guys have these things like you know they're if they're looking at her like girlfriend material and they're like oh like they can't imagine like a girlfriend you know like guys sometimes separate like sort of kinky things from like the girl you know it's that madonna whore complex yeah. thing you know what i mean and right. I, I think that's ridiculous right but i think a lot of people fall into that and are just like that for whatever reason right so i right. can see like a guy right say he really likes her and she like you said she's two different people you know and she's really like attractive and she's really thoughtful and she's really nice and she's got those big brown eyes right and some guy's right. like wow i'm bringing her home for thanksgiving to meet my family but beforehand she tells him oh but by the way i want to you fucking knife you and fuck you at the same time with a pantyhose on my head he might be like let's not of it you know he might get sick on thanksgiving and be like no thanks you know and right. call it a day and you could understand right because they might get a little freaked <laughs> they might get a little freaked out that's why like she had really hit the jackpot with you because it was like exactly the thing that you were into right it was like really kind of perfect for her and for you it was, it was perfect um mm-hmm. in the in the sense that yeah you know i like the pantyhose i like to be uh submissive in that yeah. aspect mm-hmm. and you know i kind of figured that it was just going to be kind of the you know the dominatrix style thing where she shows up and she's wearing that, but it's not, you know, kind of the scenario that she had thought of. What do you mean? Um, kind of, um, when we decided that, you know, this is something that we would do. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be something to the effect of we're both home. 
Um, she's, you know, going to go in the bedroom and come oh, back right, out. Oh, right, right. You didn't know it was going to be such a mind fuck. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you didn't like that aspect of it, or did that make it even better? Or was that a little part of it that you were maybe on the same page? Uh, we weren't on the same necessarily on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like we had discussed with the um, initial jolt. Mm-hmm. The, the initial jolt of it, you know, of course, my heart about explodes out of my chest. Yeah. And then I realize, you know, the thing is, is I look up and she had a tattoo of a robin on her hip bone. Uh-huh. And, and of course, right in, you know, with the body stocking, I can see that. And it just. Right. So you knew it, it was clicked. her. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the second time that she did it, um, she was in the backseat of my car. Yeah. Um, which is so funny because ever since then, I've started locking my car again. That's what I mean. It's a little, <laughs> It does traumatize you a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, and she has me drive, of course, to a neutral location. We go yeah. to a hotel. We go to the same hotel where we first stayed yeah. together at. Uh-huh. Um, and talk about genius. Um, it's kind of a mad scientist sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, because we get out of the car. Um, and she tells me, you know, not to look at her. Right. She's going to be, she's going to be to the side of me, but don't look at me. Okay. Did you, had you looked at her in the car? Like, did you know what she was dressed up in or any of that stuff? Like, was she in her pantyhose outfit or what the was going on? Did you had looked at her yet? Um, she was in the outfit. I mean, but she had, um, actually a long coat over it. This was at the okay. end of November. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so she's wearing a long coat. That's what you saw in the car. But when you get out, she says, don't look at me. She says, don't look at me. Okay. Um, The reason that that she said, don't look at me is because when she initially sprung it on me, she was wearing her mask. Mm -hmm. When um, we get out of the car, she had actually pulled it back and it looked just like a hair tie. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And we go and check in. And the whole time that we're checking in, she's kind of behind me a little bit, kind of poking me in the side uh, with the toy gun. Oh, my God. Yeah. This girl yeah. is definitely going to kill someone. I hope you let her listen to this podcast. And then maybe I could have her on and she could really explain. I need to find out whether she's a real fucking serial killer or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the fence. So she's poking you with the gun. Right. Um, I, yeah. And I check. We check in. Um, go into the elevator and there's another couple. It's actually an elderly couple that's there. Oh my God. And I'm kind of standing there because, you know, my entire life has been, you know, <laughs> at least for my parents has always been, you know, manners and all of that. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's, you know, I'm saying yes, ma'am, no ma'am. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And, and she's jabbing me the whole time, kind of in the side, like don't say anything. Right. Um, and as soon as we get to the room, she kind of leads me in, closes the door, pulls the mask back down, and has the the purse that she was carrying. Um, and this time she's got velvet rope. Mm-hmm. And same thing happens again. Um, she was a little more rough this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this might go hand in hand with your serial killer theory. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, um, she, she had her hand on my throat, which was not something that... I anticipated and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't something where I was like, oh my God, that's hot. Right, right. It wasn't something that you were into, but she, and how far did she take that 
throat thing. Did you have to say stop like that hurts or stop or uh, did she know when to let go or did she sort of hold you for a long time <laughs> like right before death? <laughs> <laughs> no, she she knew when to let go. Okay. Um, I would kind of you know kind of move my head from side to side, mm-hmm. and that was kind of kind of the signal to let go. She would let go. Right. Um, but everything that she did wasn't just about pain and the entire scenario. Yeah. Um, it was very sensual. It was very teased out. Right. She was like tort, like teasing you and stuff. And that's really hot, right? Right. And that is a little bit of being a submissive, right? And her being the dominant. I mean, that's what the dominant is into, right? Sort of like making you wish you could come, but not letting you come, right? That's a part right. of the whole control thing. Right. And that was also part of the scenario as well as um, she would do, and I think I'm using the right term, edging. I don't know what that means. What is edging? Uh, um, edging is when you um, are letting someone get to the point to where they're about to come. Mm-hmm. And just as that moment happens, you stop. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's hot to do to somebody. And she did it to perfection and was just, like I said, with the teasing, there was a lot, and especially with her having long legs, she's walking, you know, walking around the room, kind of sauntering around, taunting me the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, asking me, um, what was that she said? Oh, she asked me, you know, what's it like to know that you're completely powerless right now? Right. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was things like that where it's like she's always on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And even when she's not speaking, I'm hearing just give up. Right. Um, she's and I would always, never give up. Well, she wanted you to kind of not give up because right. she likes that fight in you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, with it being a little bit rougher, there was a hand around the throat. Um, and then it went from just an open hand palm slap to I got backhanded a couple times. <laughs> in the face? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and Did you that like got... that? I mean, you're submissive, right? Like in hardcore BDSM, that goes down and people are into that, right? Yeah. Um, and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those things to where, you know, she was establishing dominance whenever I would try and fight out of it or I'd smart off to her, things like that. Right. Okay. Um, it was just, you know, it was one of those things to where <clears throat> when she had the control she was the Michael Jordan of having control. Right, totally. Um, and like I said, with it being very sensual as well, it was just, you know, the perfect storm for me. Mm-hmm. So that was the second very hot experience. Right. Okay. I mean, imagine though, like, I don't know, like imagine somebody did sort of see, you know what I mean? Um, imagine somebody... I mean, I'm assuming you guys never got caught in any of these scenarios, but like, you know, if I was behind you while you guys trekking into the hotel, I'm like an an observer. Like I might have seen the thing. Like imagine you guys get caught and taken down to the police, like into the story that they would have. You guys would be like, no, this is like our thing. Like she likes to be the robber and I'm like the guy that's a toy gun. And like, oh, they would have such a field day going home to their families and telling them. 
like you oh, wouldn't I, believe absolutely. who we busted today at the fucking hotel but i'm sure like cops and people have stories like that right because this is shit that people do like you're calling me up and telling me about it and you're just some young kid that calls me ma'am and out in the middle of nowhere right and she's some <laughs> hot girl that does this so there's probably so many other people that do it so someone has got had to have gotten caught you know and somebody has oh, that absolutely. story I just think it's kind of funny that it, it you think you're sort of saving somebody from being killed. And it's like, like I said, in the meantime, you just like sort of, you know, ruin somebody's best night ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of yeah, totally. So that was that experience. What else did this crazy bitch do to you? Um, for the most part, that's kind of where um, it began and ended. Mm-hmm. Those what, two times. What? Or like that um, we, kind of stuff. It was that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the thing for her and her and I actually had rather intense conversations. Okay. Um, about um, the whole scenario. Right. And and I asked her, I said, you know, why does this do it for you? Yeah. As far as, you know, wearing pantyhose and the mask and all that. Yeah. And, and she was like, well, you know, ever since I was, you know, a teenager, pantyhose were always a turn on for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and next thing you know, she said, you know, I was, I think she said 17 or 18. Um, she was at home. Um, she had on a pair of pantyhose um, and she was, you know, wondering what it would be like if she put them on her face, what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did. And she said that that, you know it did it for her. Yeah. Um, and I asked her why it did it for her in this particular scenario. Um, and of course this is her psychology degree coming out. She goes, it's duality. She goes out there in the world. I can be one person and here with you. I put that mask on. I feel powerful. I feel sexy. You know, that was, that was her thing. Right, and she could be somebody else, somebody that she right. wants to be, and sort of just get into that role. Right. Mm-hmm. But what about the gun uh, and like the like the sneaking around and the you know is that just the the control aspect of it or like what is that about? Did you ask her? Yeah, um, the control aspect about it for the sneaking around part. Um, she always thought it was just sexy at the fact that you know she's in my in my home, you know kind of skulking around the house, um, you know, dressed like this, and I could come out of the bedroom at any time and find her. Right. Okay, so it was her, like, almost being caught. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the gun aspect, I was like, you know, you could really just jump on me, and I wouldn't fight that hard. Right. Um, and she said it's the control aspect. Mm-hmm. She, she goes, it doesn't make sense. She was like, you know, you're twice as strong as I am, twice my size. She's like, and you'll, you know, you'd overpower me pretty quick. She goes, you know, follow it through to conclusion. How can I make you do something I want you to do? Unless I have a gun. Exactly. So that's, that makes it more realistic to her, kind of. Like right. she feels like the only way to overpower a man, because she's a woman, is like to have that, the extra thing, which is, would be the gun. Right. That kind of makes sense. Um, she was, you know, like I said, the, the thing that, you know, kind of got me with it was just that she was dedicated to it. Um, but it wouldn't, and I know this sounds odd, but it didn't like dominate her life. 
No, I don't think uh, it sounds odd. A lot of times these kinds of things, because I have a lot of people call into my show and they have these things going on, right? But they have right. these all, all, like it's like a, like to me, everyone's life is like a pizza pie, right? And they have like different slices, right? And uh, right. it's like sometimes it's like one thing is one small slice. Some things are bigger slices. But most of the time, like these things that people do sexually or these fetishes or whatever, it's just like one small slice. There's all other things going on. They have full lives that, you know, their mothers or fathers or sisters, brothers, their work, they, you know, they own companies. They, you know, they have jobs, they have friends, they have full lives doing many other things. And this is just like what they like to do every now and then at night, you know, with somebody right. that they're banging, you know? Right. Absolutely. The thing that always kind of got me with it is um, like her parents and uh, her sister and I all did a, you know, kind of like a family photo shoot kind of thing. Cause I was with her for, for a few years. Uh huh. Um, and next thing you know, you know, I'm looking at these pictures and I'm thinking while I'm there the whole time, you know, her parents, her parents have this thought of this sweet girl, which she absolutely was. Yeah. Um, but part of me is like, just, you know, I'm thinking in my head, hey, just so you know, your daughter, your beautiful daughter likes to wear pantyhose all over her body and fuck me till I beg her to stop. Yeah. And you're like, and me, the sweet guy that you think is dating your sweet daughter, I like to get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and tied up, and you have your your daughter sitting on my face, smothering me. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point of my show that I always because sometimes I think I ask weird questions, but it's because like my mind thinks about those moments, like those like picture moments where everyone's sort of acting as if they're one thing, but all this other stuff is going on, and you just never know. And you know, it's and it's just right. the regular people in those photos. You know, like the shit that I've heard on my show is crazy, and then you just think about all the people that don't call in. It's just like a lot of people are doing like really interesting things. I won't say weird because that's making it seem like it's wrong, right? That's like a bad kind of deal. Because it's not wrong what you guys did. You guys, That's why it was like so perfect between you guys because this is like what she was into and it was what you were into and you guys had a real relationship. You were in love and all these, you know, and this is just something that you did for fun intimately with each other and that's great because it probably added to your sex life, right? I'm surprised. Like, why did you guys break up? Because she really was a good match for you sexually speaking. Uh, we fell apart um, mostly for the fact that um, I did like to spend time with my family mm-hmm. um, and she did hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had a ton of other activities like I, I coach sports, um, three different sports. Um, and, you know, she was wanting more of my time. Um, and it had, that has essentially become a career. What has um, the coaching for, for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? I'm 31. Okay. So you dated, so you guys broke up, but not, not too long ago. No, uh, I would say, um, I was actually 30 when we broke up. Right. So only about a year ago. That's why you guys are still yeah. in touch. Okay. So, and you dated right. for a couple of years. And so she eventually wanted like, you're dating for three years. And did you like start? Cause was it like you, you, these like coaching scenarios came up later in the relationship. So she was getting less time with you as opposed to more or was right. it, or did she want more? And it was usual. Like, is that what happened? Like you're, you started doing other things and giving her less time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because because what happened is I eventually got a uh, coaching job out of state. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's and, tough. I mean, and it wasn't as though we fell apart and there was, you know, yelling and screaming yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, and I'll be perfectly honest, and it's not just for the the sex and the crazy pantyhose rape thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I loved her. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I took the coaching job, um, and you know that that is my career now. Um, right, it must have been a hard me. choice because you want yeah. both things, right? Why can't you have them both? But she right. couldn't find it in her to sort of stick through it. Like, I mean, because like, did you did you move out of state eventually for the gig, or did you just have to travel a lot for it? Um, actually, both. I moved. I had to move out of state, um, and then I also travel a lot for it. Right. So she didn't want to move. It got to the point where it was like her life was going to have to follow yours more so. Right. And she wasn't willing to give up what she had either. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the the thing was, is I kind of had the, you know, other fantasy of being a being a coach at the the top level. Yeah. And her and her riding with me the the whole way. Yeah. Um, That was you know, what I had in mind. Um, and you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it as a man when it was over, you know, I walked away, I cried. Of course. I mean, you were with her for many years. You were in love. Like it, and that's like, and the hard thing is, like you said, it wasn't like you guys were fighting all the time and the relationship was terrible. Like, I mean, those are the, that's the hardest way to break up with someone that you're still in love with and everything is right. It was just like logistics or these things that, don't have to do with the two of you, right? It's sort of stuff right. that's outside the relationship. But a lot of times that does break people up. And that's like, that's sad because like we all know, right? I mean, you were 26 is when you met her. But like, I'll tell you, right. like, you know, 10 years could go by and you might not meet somebody that is like as good, right? Like, I mean, it's hard to find the right person, right? It's not like it co- right. someone comes around all the time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's a hard thing to have happen to lose somebody that you were super compatible with. Right. Um, I think the, the thing that was kind of hard for me is when, um, I had a game and we came back, Mm -hmm. I came back, I came back to the state where she lives. Um, and when I get off the bus, there she is. In re- with a gun, ready to kill you? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready uh, to rape you? <laughs> right. And what do you mean? Like there to say hi? Like what do you mean? When you were broken um, up, or? Yeah, we we had been broken up for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and and our season had started, um, and uh, I coach football. Uh, yeah. Our season our season had started, um, and we come back um, to. Um, she lives in Indiana. Um, and I get off the bus and there she is. I mean, and I still remember those eyes, you know, of course not with a stocking. Yeah, yeah, face. yeah. Those big um, brown eyes. Right. And I, I get off the bus and I mean, it, she just takes my breath away all over again. Right. And what, and, and how long ago was that? Uh, I would say that was within, well, that was last football season. So last October. Mm hmm. And did you guys like have sex again? I mean, because sometimes like people go back and they fool around, but then they don't really go back. Yeah, it happened again. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys fooled around. Like after that, like did you you kind of got physical again with each other, but then it didn't work out to to become a relationship again. Um, I tried again mm-hmm. to say, hey, 
you know, come with me. I have my own place. You don't have to work. Yeah, and obviously she was waiting there for you because some part of her maybe wanted to give it another shot, right? She was there. Right. And then right. you guys started up again. And and why did – and what was it, that she still just didn't want to go? Yeah, she didn't want to go. I think it's kind of the, the family issue for her um, is that if she goes – you know, her, her family's going to be left back here. Um, and she's always been kind of, um, oddly enough, the leader of her family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where, um, you know, she is kind of the leader of her family, make sure everyone, you know, is on point make sure that everything's okay with their parents. And then from that point, it's just, that's a yeah. weird dynamic to have. I feel sorry for her a little bit because it's not like the natural sort of way of things. Do you know what I mean? For the child right. to be taking care of the parent. That's a big burden to put on somebody. No matter, no, no wonder why when she's in control, she carries a gun and wants to fucking beat someone up. It's like she's like <laughs> really beating up her parents. Like, fuck you for making me in control. I mean, like, that's sad, right? That like, you know, because it really should be the other way around, right? Like, she shouldn't be right. sort of like the matriarch of her family as a child you know she's the daughter right and and, and to have that guilt is. and then to have a guy that she's in love with i mean who what family wouldn't care for a child to go be with the man that they love like you know it's, it's like to give that her life up for her family's life like her parents are already married like you know what i mean like this is what right. for her life it's like to give that up for her family it's kind of a dumb move yeah, and the thing is, is, her and I talk almost on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those it's one of those things to where if she, you know, meets a guy and likes him, she does bring it to me. Yeah. Um, in the sense that she has the thought that this could never happen. Uh huh. This um, meaning I'm, that's okay. This meaning you and her. Yes. Right. So she tells um, you about other guys because she doesn't think you guys are going to be together anymore. You guys are trying to be friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I go to, you know, come back home to the state of Indiana. And as soon as I get off the bus, like I said, there she was. And it just, it brought all those feelings back. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it hit me hard. I mean, it was one of those things to where I, you know, I got off the bus and she took my breath away and then. I kind of just, after the fact, I folded to her because her and I had made, you know, a promise that we weren't going to go back and do the same stuff that we used to do. Yeah, but like that's real life. Like you, but you do, right? Like you could say all you want, but your feelings take over and, you know, real life is messy. You know, that's what, that's how it, it goes. You see her, you can't. No matter what you guys said, logically, it doesn't matter anymore because now when you see her, like you really want her and then she wants you and then you, you you hope for the best and then it still doesn't work out. But that's just how it normally goes. It's not like a lot of times, especially when you've been with someone for a long time, you, there's a back and forth. Sometimes it doesn't just end one time. You know, maybe, listen, maybe right. you guys would get together five years from now if like she never meets someone and. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with that family of hers? I mean, she needs to cut the cord. I don't know enough about it, the situation, but like, right. you know, I don't understand why she can't be with you, why she's choosing her family over you, you know, because you could be right. her family. She could have kids with you. You know, she'd make her own family. Right. 
you know, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe I mean you probably won't let her listen to this podcast and stuff. But but um, I you know I wish she'd call into my show. I could get you guys back together. <laughs> hey, if that if that happened, that'd be fantastic. You still like her? Have you met any girls since her that you've been with? Uh yeah, I've I've met a couple since her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny because um, they noticed my fetish as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the sense that, you know, we go out on a couple dates and I hang out with them. Um, and then, you know, she comes over in a dress and black pantyhose and I just, you know, I kind of sit there and you can tell that I get nervous. Right. And they could maybe tell that there's like some weird odd focus on the hose, the pantyhose. Right. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. And then actually one of them um, noticed it and then started like kind of playing with her shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just looked down her whole leg and back and I'm just like, as soon as I did it, I, and I looked at her face, I was like, she knew she got me. Right. She knew what was going on and she knew how to play you. And she was into it. Why not? It's such an easy thing. If a guy's into pantyhose, you could just like, you know, it's like an easy kind of way to get a guy turned on. It's not that hard (laughs) for a girl. It's not a lot of work. Um, and the thing that's funny is, um, you know, she, she asked me before, what I had done with other people, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had that conversation. Um, and this relationship is fairly recent. Okay. Um, Do you like this girl? You think, um, I do, Mm -hmm. uh, just not as, not as much as the first one. Well, you can't, you were with the first one for three years. It's going to take a long time before you feel the same. Like you have to give someone else a, a chance before you start, feeling the depth that you felt with the other girl because you were with her for so long, right? This girl, this new right. girl, how long you've been dating her for? Five, six months. Yeah, that's not enough time. But anyway, right. so when you told, when she asked you like what other stuff that you've done, did you cop to this scenario that you just told me? <laughs> um, I I told part of it. Right. You kept out um, like the, the like the crazy stuff? Right. I kept out all the crazy stuff. Um you know, I told her the the body stocking and, you know, gloves doesn't have to be the latex gloves actually right. looking like you're going to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, the um, gun and all that stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, she went with it as well. She, uh, what, that the girl went with it or this girl said, oh, I'm into that too and she did it as well? Is that what you're saying? What do you mean? She, she was fine with the outfit and, you know, having sex while she's wearing the outfit. Oh, this girl did um, it too for you, is what you're saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. she just wouldn't wear the, she just wouldn't wear the stocking on her face. Right. Okay. So that so and, was, and like, was it cool? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that's great that she got into it. And she w- did it seem like it turned her on? Like, did you feel like she was doing it just for you, or did you feel like when she put that on that she was kind of into it and she liked it as well? Um, I think once she put it on, mm-hmm. um, because a thing for her was for me to watch her put it on. Right. Um, so I did. And when, once she got the body stocking, the heels and the gloves on, she, you know, looked at herself in the mirror and was like, holy shit, I look hot. Right. And that made her feel good. Right. And turned her on. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she came right back, you know, with it to me. And, um, it was definitely not as hardcore a scenario. Right. Um, it, there was no tying up, no real beating or anything like that. It was just really rough sex. Right, but maybe you could get her to do a little bit more hardcore stuff 
down the line, right? right? You don't know. Right. You got to ease her into that. Right. Does, does, does the other girl, the old girl, you know, the gun girl, does she know about this girl? She does. And how does um, she feel about it? Um, I really haven't gauged her feelings on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can definitely say um, I don't mention the current girlfriend often when mm-hmm. we do talk. Yeah. Um, and I don't mention to the current girlfriend that I talk to the old one. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. I and I should because uh, I have that right and wrong battle going on in my head and. Right, like you, you feel know. it. Right. Now, are you, this new girl, does she know, like, is she your girlfriend? Like, are you guys serious with each other? Or is it, like, something that hasn't been defined yet? It hasn't really been defined. Right. Well, they, right. So then it's, like, maybe before you get it defined, you let it know. But I think the thing with, you know, like, right now, the reason why she, that other girl is close to you is because probably a part of the closeness is that you still have feelings for her, Right. And what would probably happen most likely once if you stayed with this new girl and you, you know, kept going a year and a half from now, you're going to like her more and you're going to cross a line with the new girl where you really where she really fulfills you and you start to feel that seriousness that you did with the other girl and you're going to not need that other girl as much. Do you know what I mean? And not saying that yeah. you, you're not going to be friends with her at all, but maybe not as much. And, you know, and this girl will take that place. And so she doesn't really need to know, you know what I mean? Cause it, you wouldn't right. be, that's the natural thing. Right. And if it, and that's why people have a problem if like their guy or their girl is like best friends with somebody else, because it, they shouldn't be once you're like really serious, not to say like I'm friends with all my exes. It's not to say that someone can't have, other friends and stuff but probably as close as you are with this girl wouldn't be cool with the new one right because right uh, the part of the closeness is because you're still fucking in love with her i know that because you're admitting it to me do you know what i mean yes so that's why she wouldn't like it so i wouldn't tell her you know and i think if you start to get really serious about this new girl that wouldn't be as serious anyway so it would be okay for you to tell her because it wouldn't be about your feelings for her. You know, it would just be a friendship. Right. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So no need to make any decisions on, you know, opening your mouth about that right now. We'll see how you <laughs> I feel. I definitely will not. No, don't. But don't lie. Like I'm, like I said, like, I mean, you have to, you know, you gotta, it's good that you're taking it slow. You've been with her six months and you still guys still haven't defined it, but it sounds like you like her and it sounds like she's open to stuff that you're into. Right. So I think it's a good right. thing. Oh, yeah. I'll say she she's definitely very open. Um, You know, she asked me, you know, is there anything else? Is there anything else in that in that department? Yeah, that's good. That means she won't mind slapping you around a little bit more probably down the line. Right. 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 No, that's good. uh, That's what you're into. And the the thing that was, you know, that kind of got me is when I said to her, I go, you know, I did find it incredibly sexy when she wore the stocking as a mask. Right. Uh, just for, just for the fact, like I said, apparently she found the right size and pulled her hair through the back of it. Yeah, it yeah. Like you said, of... it didn't make her look like gross. I mean, it still looked like her face with that ponytail and stuff. Did you tell right. her that? And what did she say to that? Um, and she actually tried it, and she's like, "Okay, this isn't too bad." Um, at first, it was a complete no. 
Right, right, um, right. Yeah, this girl sounds cool. Like, she's open to things, which is good. Right. And she doesn't look at you like, what the fuck, right? Just like the, right. your poor girlfriend, uh, you know, that your ex, when she tells guys, they're like, you know, run for the hills. Right, because I, I can go either the, the hardcore way um, or, you know, I can be lighter and I have no problem with either one. Right. But it's sad for you. Like, I just feel like women are more accepting of like if they like a guy, I think women are more accepting of things that come up with a guy, whereas men aren't so much. So I feel sorry for your girlfriend, you know, the gun girl, because she it'd be harder for her to have a guy sort of be okay with it if he's not okay with it. Whereas you could meet a girl. Right. And she's not into it at all. But because she really likes you, she'll give it a try. Right. Guys right. typically aren't that way. Like, oh, I like you so much, I'll give it a try. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unless they just flat out deny it. Yeah, they're just like, no fucking way. Or, yeah, I'm into it, you know. But a lot of times, so I think it's like easier for you to get, uh, you know, it sounds normal that she would, because she must like you, right? So she's open to, right. she, wanna make, she wants to make you happy, you know. It's just a different sort of thing with guys. So that poor girl is going to find it harder to find somebody that's on her same page it's a little bit easier for you but you know that's her loss because she can't leave her fucking mommy and daddy for you which is is ridiculous she should just you know i don't know maybe she's gonna have to kill them i'm just joking (laughs) i certainly hope not (laughs) listen if they ever die through suspicious things like or even if they die through something that seems normal i would look into it because i don't know i still don't know about that girl with the, I was like, because next thing you know, you're gonna hear that I go, uh, that I go missing. Yeah, no, I don't know about you. I think it's gonna be your family if she ever finds out that you're with somebody else. You know, I don't know. It'd be make a great Dateline episode. <laughs> it really would. Yeah, if this goes down that path, but you know, anyway, it was fascinating to me. Like I've never heard anything like that. That girl is very interesting. Your last girlfriend. I like her. I mean, she's yeah. smart and she's creative and uh, she might be a little twisted. And I don't know if it's more interesting if she really does kill someone one day or more interesting that she does that but doesn't want to kill someone. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'll say her her whole thing was just that she liked the control aspect of it. And, you know, like I said, the, the pantyhose and especially the. I know, but that's what serial killers say, too. So, you know what I mean? It it is. That's that's their thing, too. So, you know, keep in touch with me and let me know if anyone in her circle dies anytime soon. And we'll look into it on the show. Yes, ma'am. We'll do our own secret (laughs) investigation. (laughs) That works for me. All right. What was your name again? What do we call you? I don't even care about your fucking name. Your story was so good. Kane. Yeah, Kane. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't even go with anything that you told me, but... Uh, because the story was so good. But anyway, Keen, thank you so much for calling me in and telling us the story, telling everybody the story. It was fascinating. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Keep me posted, like I said, if anyone dies anytime soon. Oh, and keep me posted about your new relationship. Okay, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you wanna talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you wanna sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.